Simply Conscious presents Everyday Genius. Real life stories of everyday genius, unconventional wisdom, and inspiring transformations. Hello, Daniel Wagner here, founder, co-founder of Simply Conscious. I'm here with Pete Craig, and I know that Pete just interviewed for our Everyday Genius podcast, the pint-sized adventurer, Paolo Bensalmi, an 11-year-old. And uh, Pete, you're here with me right now. I wanted to ask you a little bit about this podcast you just done. Uh, tell me a couple of the highlights. I mean, you've spoken to an, a kid. How can you get wisdom from an 11-year-old? Tell me, tell me what took place. <laughs> hey, Daniel. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy because I, I did a, pre, a pre-interview uh, with ben, uh, Paolo and his, and his mum. And I didn't know what to expect. And very quickly, though, I realized that this wasn't someone that I needed to dumb down questions to. This wasn't someone that I needed to talk to any differently than you and I talk, um, the way you and I talk, or the way I, I interview yeah, anyone else that's coming onto this wow. podcast. And so, so when we entered the podcast, you know, he's kind of like, mum said, look, I'm going to leave you guys alone. And she <laughs> stepped out of the room and he, he came alive. Wow. Yeah, and you ask the question, you know, where do you get wisdom from? The, the wisdom that comes from you know, a child is actually so pure you know, and cutting. <laughs> and uh, and we, you know, we talk about this and we've actually found this impact within our own business. He asked a question of me um, and it, 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 it cut. You know, it, I remember, I remember you sharing that. You said like, yeah. yeah, you came back into our conversation. I said, Dan, he asked me, what's the purpose of Simply Conscious? And I was like, shit, man, this is a penetrative question. It's really wanting to know why are you guys doing this? And yeah, and I hear you. And I mean, the whole idea of Simply Conscious is that we actually make this bold assumption and this statement to say wisdom is within. Wisdom is not intellect. Wisdom is not how much did you study yet uh, from what I when I listened to the interview, it looks like this guy has been on a self-development journey because his mom is passionate about all that since, uh, yeah, since he was born. So he never really left the connection to his inner wisdom. Yeah. Um, so the interview, tell me a little Absolutely. bit, what, what did you ask him about? What was the most impressive thing? What stood out for you in this short interview, in this um, Everyday Genius podcast with uh, Paolo Ben? I, I mean, there were, there were so many kind of standout, standout moments within this. And I think there is... There's absolutely something for everyone to take away. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're a child or whether you're, you know, you're an adult, whether you're in business or whether you're just in life. You know, there were nuggets of of wisdom um, that everyone can learn from. Uh, but I think the the biggest thing for me was just not to not to have expectations about anyone, not to kind of prejudge people you know, nice. because they can surprise you. And the nice. depth of knowledge, depth of understanding, and the depth of um, the depth of questioning, you know, this, this kind of like, this curiosity. And mm. I think that's something that I, I see other people are missing is this, this desire to know things. Uh, and I mean, when I say know things, I mean, really know things. Yeah. And he has that. And I think that's something that, that we lose, you know, it is this thing that, you know, we're born with, it's innate within us. Uh, but the, the kind of like schooling system, the education system takes that away from us. Mm. Yeah. And what his mum's done beautifully is kind of like allow, her children to uh, to express themselves fully, not to overlay her own beliefs and her own thoughts nice. onto them. So she's and given they, them space, they, they, right? She's really given them absolutely. space, and she allowed to to this to flourish, but also um, 
I mean, you said wisely, she said, I'm going to leave the room and lead you guys to it. And the moment she left, he, mo he moved from being the 11-year-old son of Sabrina to I'm my own man, you know, <laughs> and he owns his Absolutely. space. I was blown away. He's an ambassador for companies. He's earning his own money. He's doing his own YouTube channel. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, what would you say for parents would be the primary lesson, having talked to other 11-year-olds who are uh, told that they are children, right, and they're not able to do this and that? What do you think is the primary lesson for parents listening to this podcast if there was a lesson? What do you think it is? I... I The, the lesson actually came out and I got clarity on that yesterday uh, in the conversation that you and I had with his with his mom which was blow away in itself act, right yeah yeah which which is actually that we have no right as as kind of parents as adults to um, to overlay our beliefs and our um, our preconceptions about how things should be onto anyone because we we aren't in their world Uh, so all we need to do is create this space, create this container and this, that's, that's safe, that just allows them then to play and to grow and to, and to create and to develop their own character, which is the thing that I think, you know, we so often we lose as we, as we grow up is we lose our true character. Wow. Yeah, and this is what's so beautiful. He has a very unique, uh, very individual character. And so do all of the kids. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's another thing, right? Way, but every single one of them has a standout personality, which uh, mm. you know, uh, just astounds me. So Sabrina, we, she will be on one of our podcasts very soon. We had a great conversation with yesterday. I want to just leave it with one more thing. She's got five children. All of them have developed into these incredible, strong individuals. Um, I leave you with that one little note. Uh, Simply Conscious has a place called the Wisdom Council, where Pete and I invite some of the people and inspire us to give us guidance into the strategic direction of the business and we just invited an 11 year old to sit on a wisdom council which he graciously accepted so i'll leave you with that enjoy this incredible interview that peter craig co-founder of simply conscious has done with paolo ben salmi the pint size adventurer enjoy hello and welcome to this episode of everyday genius i'm your host pete craig and today i'm excited to to bring to the show uh, someone who I've absolutely, I've been blown away by. And um, how do I explain who he is? Um, so let me first tell you, he is the youngest ambassador for a charity called water to go He's also a partner with Brunel University. He runs his own publishing house, is a published author, a public speaker, and has his own like, TV and, uh, and podcast show. And he's only 11 years old, just turned 11, in fact. So um, it's a pleasure. I want to dive straight into this because it's a real pleasure to guy introduce you to uh, Paolo Bensalmi, uh, aka the Pint Size Adventurer. Uh, welcome to the show, Paolo. Thank you for uh, having me and thank you for taking time out of your day to come and interview me. Uh, thank you, Paolo. Thank you. So um, I was trying to I was trying to think a moment ago where where I put you first popped onto my uh, my radar. And I was just sharing with you that was uh, through an interview that you did um, on YouTube uh, as part of your like, Paolo's, Paolo's World um, show. And it was an interview with a guy called um, Harry Hugo, who is one of the founders of the GOAT agency. Um, and I loved, like, the, uh, I loved the interview. I loved your style of interviewing. And I loved the fact that you know, here you are, you know, at the time when you, when you did this, a 10-year-old, 
um, you know, interviewing successful um, business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, which was something I loved and it's something we don't see enough of. So, um, so that's why I reached out to, to you and to your mum to find out a little bit more about you and your family. And the more I found out about you guys, <laughs> the, the, more, um, the more interesting, the more fascinating um, you become. Uh, and that's why I think it's it's really important that we share this and we have this opportunity to kind of like just uh, just talk a little bit more about about you, about your philosophy on life, and about what you've what you've managed to achieve. Because I honestly do believe that, um, as I do everyone, uh, that you have a genius within you that needs to be shared, and, and I want to give you a platform to be able to do that. So um, I want to kind of like start with something that we do within our own business, which is just to invite you to take part in. In a, in a little check-in, if that's okay with you, yeah. Anything. Cool. So the first question I want to ask you is just just kind of tell me what's what's alive in you right now, you know, because I know you you've got so many ideas and things um, that are kind of bubbling in you all of the time. Yeah. You know, what's the what's the thing that's kind of really alive in you right now that's getting you so excited? Um. So uh, one of the things that's really really alive in me is um, a recent partnership. Uh, so uh, I've been waiting for this uh, for a pretty long time. And um, so we um, met a guy and his name is Anor. We met him at an event and he's uh, putting out, a, um, he's launching his own company called Viewbox. And it's like, have you heard of TikTok? Yes, yeah. So it's basically like TikTok, but it's 20 minutes of video time so much longer than the oh. amount of video time that TikTok gives you yeah so it's like TikTok, but it has the extra features and so a recent partnership I'm going to be I am an ambassador for them uh, um, as soon as they launch and uh, yeah so that's something that's been bursting me with cool. uh, happiness yeah and everything congratulations well um, good good luck with that and I'm sure then people will be able to get access to even more of your your own words of wisdom through that channel, yeah? Thank you, yes. Yeah, cool. Good stuff. Well, keep us posted, and as soon as that's, uh, as soon as that's live, then, uh, then uh, yeah, we'll take a look at that and we'll share that with, uh, with our community as well. Thank you. So the next question um, leading on from that is, what, what is the universe inviting you to do more of right now? Um, well, I think at a time and the pandemic like now, um, the universe, I think it's just telling me to share my message more because of a lot of people out there right now is um, there's a lot of people struggling at times like now. And especially what's going on, people are getting panics and they're, uh, they're, they're very fearful. And the universe is urging me to tell my story. And actually, it's actually happened. I am telling my story. So... There's a movie coming out called How Thoughts Become Things, and I am the lead interviewer for that movie. So I've interviewed the um, the um, movie uh, movie director uh, who's created all the movie. And so, have you heard of like Bob Proctor, Dr. John D. Martini, yeah, of course, Royal Dennis yeah. Waitley? So all those people are included in the movie, and I get to interview them. And the guy who created this movie is called Douglas Vermeeren. And so each time someone out there in the world buys this movie, um, one of the bonuses is my interview with the um, 
the founder of the movie. So, uh, yeah, the universe is definitely telling me to, and urging me to share my story and also share with uh, whether it's young, uh, middle-aged or old people just to share their story as well. That's why I created my publishing house called Adventurous Publishing, yeah. just that because anything can be an, event, an adventure. Cool. It depends on the type of adventure you think is fun for you. Absolutely. So uh, just, yeah, so I think, that, yeah, the universe is urging me to tell my story. Tell your story more. Excellent. And finally, before we can, like, dive into dive into the real stuff, um, what are you grateful for right now? You know, uh, yeah, so uh, I love that question because me and my family, we do a daily exercise. Mm. So we look outside at the sun, we look up. And we look at the clouds, we look at, at whatever's happening. And then we just do a 10-minute exercise of saying, I'm grateful for this. So I'm going to be pretty good at this one. So you know, the things that I'm grateful for right now is um, just you being grateful for you because uh, a lot of the time you don't get this opportunity to uh, for um, someone like yourself to actually let you share your story and also share your message over their platform. So thank you very much great for that and uh, also um, being able to walk talk and also having a MacBook in order to do this interview so literally everything and anything I'm grateful for at this moment right now perfect and that's that's an amazing kind of way to uh, start the day as well is is just in gratitude and I love the fact that you know as a family you do that you do that together and I think uh, yes something else that that I love is that you've you've quite reiterated the point that you're you're grateful for things that are happening right now you're grateful for the moment rather than um you know, necessarily material things you're grateful for the moment and uh and what's happening within it yeah i think yeah um, like what you said I really think it's really good to be grateful for things and also uh, all families or anyone that's watching this right now I urge you to start doing gratitude daily exercises because if if you uh, don't be grateful for things and you don't show that you're grateful for them and you're only grateful for materialistic things like money and your your car your house uh, other than the people around you that uh, that help you and urge you to be who you are you're going to grow up to be a very selfish person because you're not grateful for uh, for things. And also being grateful for things means caring for others. So you won't be a caring person. You'll just be a selfish person. So uh, think about that. Yeah. How do, so so I'm, I'm, I'm curious and I, I love everything, everything that you've just said. And it's something that you know, I, um, you know, I believe and it's something that, uh, you know, that we practice, you know, simply conscious. Um, what I'm what I'm curious about, and I'm sure many of the people that are listening will be curious about, is how does how does a an eleven year old like get that that level of wisdom? How you know what what's brought you to those conclusions? Because this isn't I, I know from speaking to both you and uh, and to your mum, I know that this isn't something that you're just learning. This is actually something that comes from you know, within you. This is something you believe. It's not just something that you've been taught or that's been forced. Uh, forced on you by you know by by your mum or by other peers around you. This is something that's you know, intrinsic to to you. So where is where has this come from for you? What's what's drawn that out? Uh, uh, I love this question. So uh, like you said, I, I really love that. So uh, me, my mum, uh, she started in the personal development world at maybe the year two thousand. So. The year that my sister, my older sister, was being born, 
So my mum studied at um, personal development and um, she really liked the different teachers, teachings that they would teach you in the personal development world. So um, a lot of the workshops that we went to uh, were all about gratitude, being grateful for things, not only materialistic things, but also being grateful for yourself and everything around you and also to be aware of your surroundings. So a lot of the time when I say this, people think, oh, I bumped into something, that's being aware of my surroundings. But being aware of your surroundings is also caring for others. So if there's a person on the street and they, they're asking for food uh, or they might be asking for money, it's a simple thing to just go up to them and give them money because you ne- you never know how that's going to change that person's life. Mm. Because one of the things that we learned at personal development, um, in personal development events, is that £100 to you may be... a um, maybe let's say maybe a big loss but if someone was to give that one pound to that homeless person it would be a big treasure because one man's treasure a one man's uh i can't remember the, one man's the trash saying is another man's treasure yeah yes yeah. yes yeah because uh, everyone's going to value things different than uh, someone else so a hundred pounds to someone who may have a lot of money might not be a a lot it might seem like nothing just a dust of paper but a hundred pounds to a person that's never had a hundred pounds in their bank before it's going to be a lot so just be aware of your surroundings be grateful for things and those are the things that not only have I learned but I've implemented it into my life and so so you've you've seen that by by acting in this way and by embracing you know, these attitudes you've seen direct results can you can you give me an yeah. example of yeah an instance where you have um where you've had feedback you know kind of feedback from the universe feedback from the universe feedback from <clears throat> you know the um the world around you uh, that's something that you've done has mm. yeah is coming back you know we talked about this when we when we first talked about how we operate on a, on a level of frequency you know and what you put yes. out you get back so you know is there an example that you can give to us where you know you've op- the way you operate and the frequency you you operate at has actually come back to you in a, in a in a good way or in a positive way uh yeah so uh, when you actually implement these teachings not only learn it then you're like a magnet but a, a very strong magnet and not only do you attract uh, big magnets but you can also attract little tiny magnets so whatever it is uh, so how big the magnet you are the more you attract but it depends on what frequency that mag- the magnet is on that the thick the other magnets that it's attracting so a lot of the uh, so something that I, I usually say on interviews is if you have a car key and this car key, you just got this car today, and the person who owned the shop that gave you this car key for the car didn't tell you that it was on that it was on a different frequency to the car that you want to get in. It, it, well, you could agree with this, but it's more likely not to open your car and more likely to open someone else's car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not on the same frequency as what you want. So. If let's say this car is, is like a Mercedes, has a V8 engine, it looks really nice, it's all polished and everything. But if it's not on the same frequency as that Mercedes, that's really polished, it has the V8 engine, then it's probably going to unlock someone else's car, and 
that is not the car that you want because you want to be on the same frequency as this car. So it's not about uh, whether we have the car keys in our hands. It's about that car key being reliable, like ourselves. So we have to be reliable, not on other people and not people to rely on us. We have to rely on ourselves. So we always have to be on the same frequency as what we want. Otherwise, we're going to get something else. Mm, absolutely. And is, is, there a, uh, is there an example you can give me of, um, of something that you've attracted um, that you've, you've kind of like wanted or that you've, um, you've kind of like dreamed about that came into, came into reality based on you holding that, you know, that, that kind of like frequency? Yes. So um, uh, once I practiced this, um, I've always wanted to be an engineer. And so once I implemented this into my life, we actually got to work with Brunel University, like you said in the introduction. So we done took master classes at Brunel when I was only year six, and the children taking the master class was in year nine. And you can see how big the gap is. Yeah. yeah so when, whenever you are on the same frequency as something, it doesn't matter. You're always going to get it. So those are some, that that's uh, one of the results that I got from being on the same frequency as it. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Now, um, do you want to bring that? Uh, do you want to bring that thing back into shot that you just had there? Um, you know, before we just started, you had something in the camera. Do you want to bring that back in so as everyone can see it? Okay. Yeah, bring it across a bit more. Um, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. So I've asked you to bring that back in because this is kind of like key to your your mission, and I want you just to share with people, you know, what what your mission is. You know, what's what do you feel your purpose is? Um, because it's yeah, this is the key to it, isn't it? Yes. Um, so uh, I really like this question because I went to an event and then there was this boy and he's uh, from uh, he lives in Spain and he can't really speak English properly, but he knows like uh, all the easy parts, so he can say hello and all that stuff. So he went up to me and he said, he said, "What's your purpose?" He said, "What's your purpose?" And then I was just looking at this boy and I was thinking that, like. I don't think he said it properly. I don't think he, he interpreted it properly. Uh, maybe he said the wrong word. But he asked me what my, my purpose was. And it took me quite a long time to figure that out. And then I kept on coming up with ideas. And I was like, oh, yeah, a race car driver. Uh, my purpose is to be an engineer. And then he kept on asking me, what's your purpose? And then later I realized what my purpose was. So my purpose yeah, I am a true-born engineer. So engineers fix things, fix things, right? So I'd like to fix all the broken hearts in the world, all the broken things in the world, and also uh, try and help and build up all, whether it's youth or uh, elderly, I want to help them implement what I have in my book and everything I teach into their lives. So I'd like to... Um, not only share my message, but also share their message because it doesn't matter where you come from, what you do, uh, or whatever you've done, you can always be a better person than you were in the past. So I'd like to help people implement these uh, these different things into their lives so they can be a better person and step into their higher self. Awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. So so tell, tell me a little bit about um, the Pint Size Adventurer. You know, what's because there's you know this this isn't just a this isn't a a, a kind of fantasy um you know, kind of book 
um, you know, much as no. much as kind of like the you know the artwork looks like it might be an Indiana Jones type thing. Um, you've yeah, had, there's actually a lot of thought behind you know, this, and you, you've got a belief around you know what an adventurer is and and how people should live life. Yes, um, so uh, I don't really call myself an adventurer just because I go on adventure adventures. I call myself pints adventurer. Well, it's the same thing, but. As a pints adventurer, I like to go on adventures of self-discovery. So in order to be an adventurer, you have to go on two different adventures to be an adventurer. So an external adventure of into the world, exploring this beautiful world, and an internal adventure, learning about and going on an adventure of self-discovery. So that's why I'm called pints adventurer. So, uh, yeah, so it's about uh, going on both adventures. And it's not just going on the, both adventures once. It's about going on them many times. Because, uh, yeah, so in the movie, that How Fools Become Things, Dennis Waitley said, you should never, ever be... Um, you should never, ever be... What's, what's the word? You should never, ever be satisfied. Mm. Because, uh, like, uh, like the saying, you every day you learn. So there's nothing that you, no one knows everything. So every day you're learning something new. So never be satisfied. So what I learned was I should never be satisfied with my life and keeping improving and urging myself to be better than I was yesterday. So helping. Uh, so like I said, don't go on a journey of self-discovery once. Never be satisfied with it. Keep on learning about yourself until the day the day you have your last breath. Yeah. Keep on learning about yourself so you can help yourself interpret different laws into your life. Fantastic. That's a, that's a great uh, that's a great response. Thank you for that. Um, and as a result of this, you've kind of then opened up your publishing house, uh, and your publishing house is to is to give other people the opportunity to publish their adventures as well. Is that right? Yes. So, like I said, two adventures of self-discovery and also an external adventure of exploring the world. So whatever adventure you've been on, that's what my publishing house is for. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Now, what's... You've you mentioned that, you know, you're a, you're a born, natural-born engineer. Um, how did yes. how did you discover that? What's um, what made you realize that? Because you know, uh, uh, not not many people know uh, straight away what they want to do. You know, but this is you know, I've had a couple of conversations with you now, and yeah, you know, this is something that comes up has come up both times. Yeah, you know, and you're very yeah. kind of resolute about the fact that that's who you are at your core. You know, it's not it's not so much about. I, I feel that it's not so much about that's the job that you are. Or that's the job you want to do. It's not that you want to be an engineer for a for a job. It's just that you identify yourself as an engineer. The engineer, yes. Um, so I, I don't think I found this out uh, before. Um, I don't think I actually found it out. I think my mum's finances found it <laughs> out because every time my mum would buy me, let's say, a hundred pound uh, remote control car, whatever it is, from one hundred to a thousand. Uh, I would literally get the car, I'd put it on my table, and I'd say, Mum, screwdriver, and all of our tools, and a hammer, everything. And I'd go up to this car, and they said, I'm going to take you apart. 
to uh, take it apart bit by bit, take off the wheels, everything uh, from the bottom to the top. I take off everything. And then my mum would say, whoa, whoa, you have to go and pay for that. Yeah. So when you find money, go and pay for it back. But then a few days later, because it, it, it's not a quick time to put things back together, I put it back together and I said, I, and I learned all the different parts of the cars. And that's how I found my mom and I and her finances found out that I was a true born engineer. So, yeah, it's a very cool. It was a very cool time for me uh, when my mom had to pay for all these cars and stuff so I can take them apart and put them back together. But now, as I've got older, now I just turn 11. It's my finances that are finding out that I'm a true born engineer. So. So, yeah, so your, 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 your finances are now taking the taking the hit. Yeah. Uh, finance, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, I know. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure your mum is uh, is breathing a sigh of relief as well now. Yeah, she yeah. is. Cool. Um, and this is a slightly slightly different question. How how do you relate um, engineering to uh, humanity? Oh, I like this question. I really, really like this question. So how I relate engineering to humanity is, um, so the different parts in like whatever you're building, it's related to humanity and the human body, whatever it is. So the same way a plane functions, so it has the motors. So the motor is basically the heart. So the heart is basically the heart of a human. So that's how I connect. So different parts of different things I like to connect it to humanity and also how if one thing just one thing if one thing isn't in the right place if one thing isn't working is one thing is too old and it needs to be replaced in whatever it is that you're building or what you're doing the whole thing fails so you have to be accurate when you're building things so and you also have to be accurate in life but in life, it's hard to be accurate because that's when you find your true self. Yeah. So a lot of the time in life, we have these bits of pieces that are getting maybe too rusty. They're not working so well. And we need to, uh, sometimes we need to replace them. But in order to be a healthy human being and also live our lives truly and amazingly, we have to find all the pieces that we need in life. And sometimes it's not only physical pieces, but it's also mental pieces that we need to fix those joints. Yeah, excellent response. Great response. Um, so when you when you think about that, and, and, and if we like, you know, use this like idea of of being an engineer still, um, and just take it a step further, and we look at creation, you know, um, yes. you know we're all creators. Um, and but one yeah. of the one of the things that we've forgotten, or that I, I believe we've forgotten, is we've forgotten how to connect with the part of us that allows us to be. You know, freely creative and allows us to unlock our uh, our genius. You you know you're in a you're in a very quite unique and blessed you know, situation that you know your mum uh, and the rest of your family your siblings you know, kind of support you and they give you this framework that allows you to uh, that allows you to be free. Um, but from your understanding of kind of like freedom, your understanding of kind of like um, humanity your understanding of consciousness and your understanding of, of creation because we've already talked about that through 
you know, frequency and through manifestation. What, um, how do you, if, if you had to speak to someone, if you had to explain to someone else, perhaps someone your age or a little bit older, if you had to explain to them how to reconnect with that part of them, what would be your yes. what would be your advice? How would you guide them to uh, to get to that place? How would you guide them to find um, find themselves essentially? Oh, yes. Um, so, how I would urge someone to find their core and also uh, themselves is like how what I was saying before. So, you always have to have the right pieces. You have to be accurate when you're creating something in order for it to work properly. Yeah. So, in life. I think for people to reconnect with themselves, they need to not only physically um, fix some joints and also uh, fix themselves and also uh, treat themselves how they need to be treated so that other people know their standards, but they also have to uh, mentally fix those joints because it, like I said before, if one thing isn't right, then the whole thing's going to fall apart. So, just reconnect your true self and um, also um, I think people need to uh, like what you said with the frequencies um, I think people need to because in your body everything is all about frequencies so you have to be on the you have to be on the same frequency as your core and who you really are in order for you to step into your higher power. So when I say higher power, I mean like your godly essence. So your, I read this book and it's called your I am because you would never say they am in a sentence, mm. in a sentence, mm. say I am doing this, I am doing that. So you have to tune in with your I am and step into who you are and uh, f um, tune in the same frequency so that not only can you step into your power, but you can also urge the people around you to step into their power. So imagine a world where everyone is stepping into their power and that has tuned in with their frequency and imagine how beautiful a world that would be. So that's how I would urge someone to reconnect with themselves. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing and I, and I love that you you talked about and you brought up this this idea of uh, i am um and i know in uh in your thoughts become things one of the uh one of the speakers uh, or one of the uh, participants in the film is dr joe vitale um are you going to be interviewing him uh yes i'm yeah. i'm going to be interviewing him as well all perfect. of them yes perfect so 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 joe vitale um as, as you may well know um Kind of launched a program or, or brought to uh, brought to common knowledge um, a program or a practice called Ho'oponopono, which uh, with Dr. Hugh Lin. Are you are you familiar with Ho'oponopono? Um, I haven't. I've heard of it, but I haven't like uh, been through the course and everything okay. because uh, it, it's because uh, pretty busy. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to go look at Honohana. Cool. So, yeah, so, so, but, you know, essentially the principle there is that, you know, we are everything, you know, uh, and, and our job, our only job in, um, in this life is to remember that and to get back to that, you know, everything else is, you know, all the memories that we have are the things that are stopping us from moving forward because those memories either, um, those memories create limitations for us. Yeah. You know, something that we've perhaps tried before and we haven't been able to do. So that creates a, that creates a block for us um, and it's the same with what other people say to you you know and kind of like you're again you're kind of like super encouraged you know to think much bigger 
um, within your family group and there are no limitations. You know, everything's on the table, which is a beautiful way to um, you know, to operate. You know, there should be no limits in our thinking. Um, and once we start to remove the limits in our thinking, that's when we can achieve our fullest fullest potential. You know, and I love that that's, that's what you do uh, personally, but it's also what you do as a family. You know, you kind of, you really shoot for the, uh, shoot for the moons to quote you know, Peter, Peter Diamandis, you know, you, you take moonshots and, uh, you know, and that's a beautiful thing as a family. Um, talk to me a little bit about water to go, because I want to make sure that we, uh, we cover off some of the things that, that you represent, some of the things you're an ambassador for, and, and clearly those are things that you're passionate about as well. So I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about about that and and how, again, how does how does an 11-year-old become an ambassador for you know, a, a technology company, but also for a, you know, a, a company like water to go Yeah, um, I like that you are, uh, asked this question because I've got a really cool story that, I, uh, that I'm going to share. I can't wait to hear it. Go on. So, what it goes about. So, water to go is a company. They've created uh, a filtration system. So this bottle has a filter and it eliminates 99.9% of bacteria, pesticides, viruses. So anything that you don't want in your water, it eliminates 99.9% of it, which is a high percentage for a filter. Yeah. So um, water to go, uh, they, yeah, so they created a bottle that eliminates 99.9% of anything that you don't want in your water. And a lot of the time I get asked, is this for only when you're traveling? So it's not only for when you're traveling because... The water that we're drinking right now, it doesn't matter if you use Brita or any other filter company, I'm 100% assuring you that it's not 100% clean water. So the, the water to go is, um, it's the company that's safe to drink from. So it's also money efficient. So they're smaller bottles. They've got smaller bottles, 50 centiliters, which... Um, yeah, so it's the same as this bottle, it's just smaller. You can take that anywhere with you. And uh, this bottle uh, is the 75 centiliter. Uh, they're both the same, they're just different sizes. And uh, yeah, so you can take it anywhere with you, whether you're going to stay at home. I assure you that the water you're drinking is not 100% clean. Um, and also, this filter, you don't have to, it's also BPA free. Which, uh, so BPA means that, um, so if you have a plastic bottle and you leave it out in the sun, it releases toxins, which isn't good for your body and also the other people around you. So this bottle, if you leave it in the sun, no harm done to anyone's body. So it doesn't release any toxins. And um, yeah, so it's a really cool bottle to buy. And uh, it's uh, healthy, efficient, and also you only have to replace the filter. So this filter lasts for three months. Yeah. So you only change it four times in a year. Excellent, excellent. So, so how did that come about? You know, what would, were you introduced to them? Did they come to you? I'm, I'm curious to know, yeah, how that relationship was formed. Uh, um, so uh, to answer that question, I think, I, yeah, I went to them. So. We went to um, uh, a seminar uh, and, no, not a seminar, it was like an event where people held stands there. Mm. So we went to uh, visit the um, uh, NBC and we, after we were done uh, meeting them, saying our hi, saying our goodbyes, we went over to my mum's friends. So my mom's, one of my mum's friends was holding a stand at this event and... Um, 
my mum and her friend and my sisters, all the girls in my family like to talk a lot. So I was like, I don't want to get involved, otherwise I'm going to be here for like two hours, five hours or something. So I was like, I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go away because I I don't want to be about this because it's going to end up being very boring and a bit too long. So I went to the right-hand side of myself and I walked down uh, I walked down the hall and then I looked to my left and then there was a company and they had dirty water in a jug and they pulled it inside of this bottle and when they squeezed it out it came out of clean water and I was thinking no these guys these guys didn't just do that I was I, I was just I was just trying to process it because and then he told me to come over here come drink a shot and I was like no no thank you <laughs> he asked me uh, because once they poured it into the um, the shot glass, uh, they they would give it to everyone to come and take a sip and see if it was clean water. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't touch them, so <laughs> it was like fine. No, because in the jug, he was like all oh, excrement, and he would leave um, the jug, uh, the water that he had in the jug. Um, it actually came from his roof, so he'd get a ladder yeah. and he scooped it out the top of his roof, and he poured that into the bottle, and it came out clean water. And so, uh, to fast forward, uh, I think I'm a bit contradictive because I said that girls talk a lot, my, the girls <laughs> in my family, but I was talking to hour, for hours with this guy. Yeah. So uh, later on, uh, he, said, he spoke to my mum and then he said, um, your son gave me life coaching. He's really amazing. He gave me business coaching, everything, he gave me mentoring. And then he gave me his business card. And at the time, it said Dave Shanks. And that guy's name was Dave Shanks. And it said founder of Water to Go. And this guy's name was Dave Shanks. So I didn't say anything because I was just a bit confused. So I went and walked off. And then um, so I was telling my mom that he's going to give me a percentage of his company. He's going to make me an ambassador. And my mom was like, oh, you like to talk so much. You talk more than me. (laughs) And then uh, she was uh, telling me, just stop. It's not going to happen. He's not going to give you a percentage of his company. And guess what? A week later, he contacted my mom. And I was nice enough not to say I told you so. (laughs) And he said, I spoke to my official team, spoken to all the other ambassadors, and we'd like to make you an ambassador for Water to Go. And then I was uh, I was just dancing around my uh, around the house while my mum, her mouth was <laughs> she was just confused. And then the uh, the next day, I was in London Life for being an ambassador for Water to Go. So it was a cool journey. I should have told my mum I told you so, but that's. That's, that's how it happened. I, I really thank them for talking a lot because it helped me to get this uh, to be an ambassador for Water Fantastic. That's an amazing. That's an amazing story. Um, who's who's the um, who do you really want to interview? Who's the mo- who's, who's the person that you want to kind of interview the most, and and why? I mean, you've got you've got the opportunity. I know through um, uh, through your your thoughts become things to interview some amazing people. Uh, and you yeah. and you will you'll do an amazing job I know just from this conversation but is, is there someone um you know and perhaps it's not even a perhaps it's not even a celebrity perhaps it's not even someone who's in the you know in the public spotlight is there someone who's doing amazing things that you really admire 
and that you would that you would love to um, interview? Uh, yes, there is someone, and I've loved this guy. I've been watching him my whole life, and his name is Beggars. So, uh, yeah, so Beggars, Beggars is an adventure, and I'd love to interview him. I love the um, work that he does, but I don't like the stuff he eats. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, he's one of the guys that I've always wanted to interview. Cool. And is is that something that you um, you're working on manifesting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, definitely. So can you can you let us into a secret? How are you doing that? Um. So, uh, like I said before, you always have to be on the same frequency as something. So also being grateful for everything in your life, and also like the law of attraction. Uh, you yeah, you ask for something, then you get your answer. It might not be the same thing that you want, but it'll be the closest alternative to that thing. Yeah. So I've been trying to manifest it and. Asking the universe, please. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure in time, you know, and maybe, maybe even not, not in the not too distant future, that's that's going to become a reality for you. I'm sure. I'm confident of that. Um, is your mum listening? Uh, no, mum's oh, not here. Cool. Because I, I want you to, uh, I want to ask you to share something that you've never told anyone before in public. Can you do that? Okay. Yes. Yeah? Cool. So, so, so something that maybe even your mum doesn't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's something that you haven't yet confessed to her. But I'd just love if, uh, and this is a question that we ask to everyone. I'd love it if you could share something that you've never told anyone else before. So this this becomes an exclusive um, Paolo yeah. Bensalmi uh, interview. Um. So uh, I can't remember. Um. So I don't think there's anything that I haven't told my mum because, like. There's nothing you can't tell her. Okay, so, so let, let... Oh, yeah, I didn't tell her something. I didn't tell her something. So I went on an adventure with my buddy called Jordan Wiley, and so he let me drive this speedboat. So I was driving a speedboat going around, and one of the things that she doesn't know is I almost fell in the water and I almost drowned, so oh. she doesn't know that. So I almost fell in the water while driving a speedboat and I was at the back, so my face would have got completely uh. turned off because the motor was at the back. So that's something I hasn't told her because I don't want to get my buddy Jordan in trouble. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say she knows now, or she will do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but why I just I just want to rewind a little bit because it was part of the reason why I asked this question, um, and I loved your first response. And your first response was there really isn't anything um, that I haven't told my mum, and I think that's uh, um, yeah that that's an important part of who you are and why you are the way you are and why the way your yeah you know your brothers and sisters just seem to be you know, as um, incredible as you as as creators and as uh, as leaders you know, for a, for a new generation. So I think that's it's credit to your credit to your mum for sure. Um, but something I want to ask you is how, how does that make you feel sometimes that, you know, collectively you, you share everything because in, in society, especially, you know, for, uh, for older people, you know, sharing so openly is, is not commonplace. It should be, but it, you know, but it isn't. Um, you know, so I want to kind of, get your take on yeah is are there times when you feel like you would actually just like rather keep things private are there but or do you actually find uh, the process of uh, of sharing and of being um, kind of deeply engaged 
um, in in your sharing and in each other's lives? Do you find that um, that beneficial? Um, uh, yeah, so I think that um, when whoever it is, so whether you live with your mom, your dad, whoever you live with, I think it's always be uh, um, it's always good to be honest to people because in a relationship, then you develop unhealthy habits where you're not completely honest to your partner about the feelings that you have for them. So uh, whether you not may maybe not like them, whatever it is, you won't be an open person to actually share with them and also tell them that this isn't right. And also that leads to unhealthy relationships. Not only will you have an unhealthy lifestyle, but you'll also have an unhealthy connection between you, you two. Mm-hmm. So what if I think it's always... A, um, good to be honest because if you're honest then you're leading by example and then that person will say oh he's so he's opening up or maybe she's opening up so maybe if I open up it might make our relationship more better and we can become more close so yeah I think yeah I like I really like what you uh, said before that like in a society like now not many people are honest with whoever they live with or whoever they whoever it is that you're not honest with not many people are honest with them and sometimes this can become a life consequence because it can lead to different things that you don't know how to cope with in your life so like it, so in the first chapter of my book it says it's good to talk so like it's always um about it's always good to talk because uh, what our parents or whoever around you that may be older than you and have gone through different experiences as, as you and you might be going through the same experience as the, as them they will be open and they'll be able to share how they cope with that experience whatever it is just be open to share so that you not only can um they be able to trust you but also you being able to trust yourself so always be open and always be able to share and always be honest because you never know how this thing can take your relationship five steps back when you just took four steps forward so always be open and honest no, that, that's uh, that's really good advice and i think uh, you know you touched on it a little bit there um, and I just want to like recap on that. So it's not just about being honest with other people and open with honest people. I think if you, when you do um, act in that way and communicate in that way, it also forces you to be honest with yourself. Um, yes. Yeah, which is, which is perhaps even more important because if you're telling, if the story you're telling yourself in your own head um, is different it, to the one that you want, going back to you know, collect frequency and creating, uh, if the story you're telling yourself in your own head is different to uh, to the one that you want then you're never going to get that, are you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And I love that that's in your book as well. Um, so I want to ask you to share um, a few words of wisdom. You know, so if you were to, uh, if you, let's, let's go like just imagine that, you know, um, kind of a being had come down from another planet or, you know, someone who has been living in the depths of the jungle and has never like you know met modern society or communicated with anyone before you know, what are the what are the kind of words of wisdom that you would give them about how to interact and live in this in this world mm, um, so uh, yeah um, so one of the words of wisdom is uh, it's okay if I share a quote yeah for sure 
So uh, this quote is actually one of the quotes I have in, uh, I share with people at my events. So uh, like if, if you've never connected with someone or you've never connected with someone on a certain level or on a deep level, I think this quote's really going to help you. So, so this quote is basically like a bow and arrow. So the bow and arrow is the metaphor. So sometimes in life you may be dragged back from your dreams, even though you are so close to making it, you are so close to making it to your goal, but that's because life is going to launch you into something great. So keep on aiming and you're doing great. Fantastic. I love that quote. Yeah, really good. Um, okay. Um, before we wrap up, um, this is a, this is a funny question to, to ask because you're only 11. Uh, but if you were to if you were to look back, you know, is there one thing, one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? It seems seem if someone asked me that question, there's a there's a whole bunch of things that I would do differently, and I would bits of advice I would give. You know, but in your short life, uh, and especially given you know, the the experience that you've had so far and what you've achieved, uh, are there any things that you look back on and you think actually, you know, if that situation happened again, knowing what I know now, here's what I would share. Yes. Um, uh, so one thing, uh, the thing that I would tell to my younger self is to just believe in yourself, believe in myself, and to keep on going. Because uh, at times, I uh, people have believed me in in my life, and they've told me I can't do this, I can't do that. So uh, yeah, just keep on focused, keep your eyes on the board, and and make your way to the top. Fantastic. That's that's beautiful. Uh and finally, I'm not sure if you were able to do it, um, but I sent you uh, our 10 ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you've had a chance to look through that, I'd love to know what your your favorite one or two of the 10 ways to access your um, inner wisdom and ignite your own genius. Uh, which which are the two that really kind of stood out for you and that made you think, yes, that's those those are the, those are the ones for me. Yeah. Um, so it was actually number six and number seven. So get up and get out. And I can't remember what number six was, but I know what it talks about. Okay. Um, so uh, get up and get out was uh, all about um, instead of just focusing on a screen, just get up, go on an adventure, exploring the yeah. whatever you want to explore, going and exploring nature. And also instead of living in this modern society and living like next to cars and uh, not n where not next to much forestry, Go and live in next to forestry and, and nature because it helps you open up and connect to you, connect to your true self. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I thought that one might be one that you would uh, you would enjoy because it's so um, you know so similar to what you talk about within the uh, uh, within your within your book, and I've heard you talk about it a little bit more um, before. So yeah, I love that. That's uh, that's one that you uh, that you enjoyed. And number number six, did you say as well? Uh, yeah, so number six um, is uh, all about uh, stop uh, focusing on technology and um, go and explore. Uh, yeah, it's a bit similar yeah. to number seven. That's why I really like those two because it's what I'm all about. So um, uh, get up, explore more, and not only go on an, an external adventure, also learn about yourself. So instead of looking at your technology, yeah. go and explore. Put the technology down and go and yeah go outside yeah num number six was to look up yeah yeah um so yeah so to look up you know we gave the analogy of kind of looking up from your devices you know we've become 
you know, device oriented, you know, to look up from those, but also just to look up in general, uh, you know, to look up and be in gratitude for, you know, what's around you in gratitude for everything that's, that's happening. So yeah, beautiful. That's actually what, uh, one of the, uh, the stars in the How to Thoughts Become Things movie, it's, um, his name is Travis Fox. And he said that technology and um, social media is the biggest hypnosis in the world because everyone is completely staring at it. And it's not that, that like those movies where they tell you, oh, look here yeah. and concentrate your eyes. But it's, but it's actually you get hyped up about it. So if someone wants to give you a book, well, with children right now, if I was to give them my book, and also I was to say, if you read this book, I'll give you an Xbox. But if I said, I'll give you this book, and it will help you to improve your life, wouldn't you agree that the, the, the kid's going to take the first option, not the second option? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah because they're so hyped up about technology so it basically hypnotizes you and not like what i was saying before but it's because if a kid's playing on this he doesn't want to stop so they're amazing hypnotists because they they have the the secret serum to keep you focused on this thing for such a long time that you don't even want to come off so you're glued to it yeah so yeah yeah so uh get up and get out like like what it says uh for uh in your course for simply conscious so get up and get out stop looking at technology and go and explore life fantastic brilliant thank you so much for your time today um paolo it's been an absolute pleasure i know we could uh we could talk for hours um but yeah i kind of have to limit this so thank you so much for spending the time with us i look forward to connecting with you more you know, and perhaps sharing more of your words of wisdom with uh, with the world. Thank you for uh, um, sh taking your time out of your day and coming to uh, interview me. I'm really, really grateful for that. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Goodbye. Bye. If you made it to here and you enjoyed this podcast, there is tons more. Uh, Pete Craig, his Everyday Genius podcast. You can find more information, simplyconscious.com and look for the podcast section. Of course, find us on all the popular platforms. Also, we invite you to join our Facebook group and get involved to bring more of your inner wisdom and innate genius to the world. Looking forward to seeing you as part of our community. For more real-life stories of everyday genius, unconventional wisdom and inspiring transformations, subscribe to our podcast or go to simplyconscious.com. Get more out of life.